0: What's up, everybody, and welcome into to the
1: Backliners podcast, Agro and Barracuda, as per usual, and we have a very special episode for you guys tonight. Podcast. First of all, it's a late-night edition of the Backliners, which means we can say whatever we want, and our <clears throat> bosses won't get, get us in trouble at all, or mm-hmm. mine, and we're coming off the back of a huge day for Smite with the OTK tournament, the $100,000 OTK tournament, where a bunch of different content creators from all across Smite, or not Smite, rather, I should say. That's the, that was the big thing. A bunch of people that had no idea what Smite really was or was doing um, played in this tournament, including our special guest tonight, Sam Jackson, a.k.a. Lorlo, uh, who is a former League of Legends professional player, current content creator for Team Liquid. And uh, you might know his brother, Max Jackson, uh, Aurora, the world champion here in Smite. Dude, Lorlo, I'm super stoked. That you played like 15 million hours of Smite today and then still came on a podcast to talk about Smite. You are, you're a trooper, bro. So you are
2: yeah. Dude, I've been loving the game, though, actually. like I was playing, like, just the past four days, I was just playing so much. And I was having so much fun. Like, I was like, I don't even want to play League. I'm like, this game is ten times more fun than League right now. So I got so Yo. addicted and I just woke up and just kept playing over and over. It was just like my daily routine.
1: Man, you just made some marketer at ah uh, at high-res like Alex, whoever just heard that, just got real happy for you saying that right there. We already we got it, ladies and gentlemen. we can call, we can call it there. No, <laughs> I really uh, I mean, I, I've been watching you for a long time. I, I've really gotten into playing both Smite and League and trying to compare and contrast and learn from what they do and try and apply it in ways that I think that we can smiteify it in a way. Um, and so mm-hmm. I'm really interested in hearing. How you learned Smite and and what the biggest differences and similarities you think are. So I, I guess for someone, if you could give like the, a quick rundown of a league player who wants to learn Smite, what are some quick similarities and differences that you would say to them?
2: Yeah, the ba- I like definitely thought about it instantly when I was going to play in this tournament. I'm like, what can I take away from League and just like transition? I think the biggest thing for me was like tempo item uh, combinations and uh, just like ganking lanes and setting up with your teammates and like playing fights with your individual role. I think those all stick. But then when you actually fight, I feel like it is a lot different than than League. It's like the angles are way different. The fights are usually longer from my experience. And yeah, the game seems just more fast paced in terms of like with what I was playing. Yeah, than League. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, Um, the laning phase is, like, so much shorter in Smite, right? That's such a huge part of League um, and not really a part of Smite. Bera, I mean, from a pro player perspective, like, you were watching kind of the top-down of Mm. of this whole tournament. I don't know about you, but I was impressed. These guys are like, good. Like, a lot of these teams were legitimately, like, good.
3: Yeah, I was expecting much more, I guess, like, nubified games and people to not be doing... See like macro plays and controlling the pace of the map but i was pleasantly surprised i mean there was still obviously a lot of growing pains that people will experience like no one's going to be able to pick up a moba and instantly like learn how to macro learn how to like lane and learn how to do x y and z perfectly but these people are so much better than i was when i first started smite like it's kind (laughs) of embarrassing for me to admit like they would (laughs) stomp me like Caterino oh, yeah. would solo me in lane over and over and over again. i just feel like I'm so embarrassed right now. Like I was very impressed. Like the late game plays also, um, we saw Lorlo's team constantly waiting on corners, looking around, like hunting in the jungle together, looking for plays together. And it was really impressive to see, like people kept saying in my chat that they were just people that just picked up smite like this week or like slightly before and to have that level of like I guess like playmaking capabilities to be together, we're looking for this player, we're setting up, we're doing this, come here. And we saw that consistently and I was extremely impressed with everyone. Like I draw on the floor, like it was so fun to watch as well.
1: Yeah, the games were really hype. I mean Lolo, what how much experience I mean, I know you probably Played Smite when it first came out back in the day, if I remember correctly, or something like that. But like, when was the last time you had played Smite before you started practicing for this tournament?
2: Ten years ago. Like, I played in beta when it first came out, <laughs> and I played HunBats, and I played like, I played a little bit, but I liked League more back then. I was like, it was. I think I was 14, and that was when I was rank one in actually solo queue in League. So I'm like, I'm just gonna play this game more because I'm better at it, mm-hmm. and I really like League, so I just stuck with it. um That was like season three of League, I think, uh, maybe season two. And then I just never touched it again. I would like maybe jump on for a game or two, but I was never good, never really tried. And just like until this tournament, I just really tried to get good. I'm really sad I lost them. I really <laughs> never thought I would win, dude. I, I was playing so good early. I'm like, we got this. And then I didn't know what the fuck to do late game in that mm-hmm. game. Like, I was so confused how the fights worked. Like I would dash in his Mercury in one of the fights in the first game in the finals. And then I'm like, <clears> I'm just getting one shot. I was like, yep. I don't know how to actually kill him because he has agents in the ult and I'm dead. And I'm just like, fuck. And then the next yeah. game, Max is like, Roar told me, he's like, yo, you gotta jump in with Sony. So the next game, mm-hmm. we were just constantly trying to, like, dive the carries together. And it almost worked, but then I, yeah. No, a...
1: So go ahead, Barry.
2: I did
3: notice that in game one, you were initiating a lot with Merkults, like, trying to start the fight yourself. And then the second game, you transitioned exactly like you said. Like, you on the Gilgamesh and uh, Sony on the Bologna, you were, like, fighting together, diving together. And it was such... An impressive like switch that you were able to swap from game one to game two, and I was like, it's just so cool to, for me to watch like people instantly pick up on their mistakes and then change in the next game. Like, imagine if it had gone to like a game three, how much better y'all's mid and late game would have been after mm-hmm. increasing like your team fighting that much together only after one game.
2: Yeah, I mean, go ahead, Lola. Sorry. Yeah, for sure. It's just, like, I've been just trying to drill as much information about it. Because, like, I literally only know probably 20 gods, like, what they do. Maybe 25. Like, I'm literally, like, mm-hmm. when I even watched SPL, I really didn't learn the game. Like, I would just watch my brother for fun. Like, he knows League more than me. I would literally just watch him, and I will know, like, the, the very fine line basics of, SPL, like, SPL games. But I would not learn the characters very well. Maybe mm-hmm. the ones he's playing. But, yeah, that was, like, the biggest thing for me. Like, there's a new character every game. I don't know their abilities or combos. Like, the damage split. Like, in League, I can just, like play matchups like blindfolded almost and just like mm-hmm. be looking at my chat half the time when I'm streaming and like <laughs> it's just like trying to figure out the damage so I was like how to actually just capitalize on things is like it's just a crazy experience it was really fun though I learned so much so fast and it was just a really good time overall.
1: Yeah no A to Z in, uh, in Smite quite yet
2: yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no no my chat was actually saying that like A to Z in Smite now I was laughing I'm like no shot like, maybe maybe. <laughs>
1: Uh, Dude, that was, I gotta say, I'm gonna get sidetracked, because I lo- I was loving watching your A to Z series, for for anyone who doesn't know, again, Lorlo, content creator for, for Team Liquid now, but recently did a series when Champions Q was down, where he just won uh, a ranked game, Lorlo was actually, he played jungle in this tournament, he played solo lane in League, and won a game with every champion, starting from A and going all the way to Z in League, and... It, it, League is is a different beast than Smite when it comes to ranked solo queue. Uh, it, it is not uh, it, it is not for the faint of mental, even more so than than Smite uh, in its ways that it can break you, in my opinion. And bro, just watching you lose your mind on the <laughs> on the Malzahar's and you know the. The Master Yees, dude, A to E, the, the name change made me laugh so hard. That was such a good idea for a content series. And Bear, I think you should win a uh, you should have to win a ranked game with every god uh, just in the duo link. Just A to Z, start from the top, you know?
3: Oh that would be so hard, bro. Oh, that'd be so <laughs> difficult for me, dude. As a hunter only player, having to play other, you know, other gods in that role, having my teammates yell at me. Uh, you know, I don't think I'm mechanically <laughs> good enough to do that.
1: Dude, all I know is that I said it in your chat when it happened, Loro, I put all my points on the Yumi game, be, the first Yumi game being a win, and that believers one, get rewarded. Dude.
2: You know? Believers get that rewarded. Was, that was great. I think I died level 1 that game, too. I walked up and just <laughs> died. <nodded laughs> <up. laughs> was, fit, But I
1: knew, you know? I was a, I was a believer. I wanted to ask you about playing jungle instead of solo. You said your team wanted you to play jungle. Were you like, oh my god, I, I don't know anything scared, about
2: this. Yeah, I was I actually scared, dude. I'm like, none of the skills I really have from League are probably going to translate, like, in just winning lane. But honestly, might is still so much different. Than, than League in terms of like how the XP works. Cause like mm-hmm. the trading, the, the backs are faster in Smite 2 than League. Like the trading is more punishing in League. Like if you make a mistake in lane, I would say, you're kind of fucked up for the whole game if the player is mm-hmm. good. And for for Smite at least, I feel like it's a lot of just being on the map first and just taking your camps when they're up, taking your buffs when they're up, at least for jungle. And that's what a was telling me a lot, just like make sure your camps are down. So I mean like I think a different thing with Smite too is the shared XP. Mm Because I think it gives a bit more, like, he was telling me, like, 120% or something if you Mm -hmm. share the XP compared to League. So, like, you want to eat mid-waves together. You want to get your buffs together and make sure everyone's, like, sharing the XP because it's just higher value for the game. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I was fucking terrified, dude, when I first started. I was so, like, if you saw me day one playing (laughs) to now, like, it was night and day I was so trash. Like I didn't know anything. I was literally just, like, reading all the items still. Like I was still reading all the items. Like, I was so much worse, though. And Mm -hmm. I I was pretty happy with, like, how I was playing at the end. Yeah, yeah, because I put so much work into it to try to get good, dude. Get better, mechanically,
1: you like you did not make many mistakes mechanically. It was really yeah. all like game knowledge stuff. Like you had so many merc alts that were mm-hmm. pin perfect, like landing right behind them. You got like a double merc alt and solo one game or something like that, where you landed right behind two people, like. There, uh, My my teammates in Masters games don't murk all that well. Like nope. the mechanics were on point, bro. It's just that you got banned out in the finals. You know yeah. that was uh, that was the issue. But you got you started the God Puddle and then you work your way to the God Pool and then you get to the God Ocean. You mm-hmm. know you were like a day away from a God Ocean as far as I'm concerned.
3: Yeah, I will say you had a for mechanically for you the Gilgamesh kick at their blue buff where you kicked him backwards into your team like. That was literally an SPL-level, like, Gilgamesh play. Like, I've seen so many SPL-level junglers do that exact same play in the exact same way. And, like Ira was saying, like, if you just played it a little more... I mean, like I brought up earlier, like, you literally transitioned so well from Game 1 to Game 2 for what your job was to do in the jungle and how you're supposed to play the fights. And for me as a pro player, to watch someone grow that fast, like, it literally just, like, gives me butterflies. Like, it's so exciting watching people transition that quickly
1: think like damn do I actually suck yeah right (laughs) it's just like no one like the good players don't want to come beat us like I don't know I thought I was good but I'm pretty sure if Lorlo played like if you played for a week you'd be you'd be jungle gapping me in all my games and I'm I'm nervous about it that uh but I think that I saw a lot of smite pros like tweeting that kind of stuff like it kind of reinvigorates you to be Mm -hmm. like man it's so cool to see because we've all had that moment when we start playing the game and it's like, oh my god, this is so fun and I have so much to learn and it's really easy. As I'm sure you've experienced with League, to get bogged down and you know, oh my crappy rank teammates and like all this kind of stuff and to just see someone being able to enjoy the game the way that you know you did at some point is like, mm-hmm. it kind of makes you realize like, oh yeah, this is like, this is cool, like this is fun. You know, that I think that that was kind of big. Do you know what? Uh, do you? Do you experience that same thing that we're talking about like on the league end do you think so
2: yeah no for sure for sure even just like like knocking the point of just like learning the game like i had so much fun learning smite too like that's like the biggest. that's why i played so much i was enjoying it so much i literally wake up and i'm like i could play a solo game in the league or i could practice more smite i always <laughs> practice more Smite for the past four days because i was just like i want to win the tournament i'm super competitive i want to win mm-hmm. i was like doing my best to try to get better every day and i was just like sending paragraphs to my brother like asking things about the game I'm like yo do i do this do i auto cancel like this with nemesis like how- i was looking like looking up videos on youtube of, like how to auto cancel and <laughs> stuff and i was literally doing Dude. everything to try to be the best because i was just like shit like that's cool that's why i like league too like when i play fiora and stuff and league it's like the auto cancels and mechanical champs it's like what i like to play so
3: me and destiny yeah. were watching your stream we were like on the couch today and i was like this guy's auto canceling so well on nim and i was like this is so crazy like, it took me so long to like auto cancel correctly and he's doing it this quickly sorry i'm just like fangirling this whole podcast i think <laughs> but, but it was just so impressive to watch and it's just i don't know this term was so exciting the whole way through for me just watching just i guess people be invigorated about smite again and just being excited like agro was saying and it just kind of makes me want to grind ranked again which hasn't really been that way for a while i mean i've been playing this game for like 10 years at this point right like another ranked game doesn't really seem that exciting but literally like i want to play ranked right now like i want to grind i want to get
2: better
1: yeah that's what it's all about man that's the fun thing sorry
2: yeah no it was just like it was just so much fun like honestly i love the mechanical shit that's why i put so much i was literally watching like three different nemesis videos and i would just like message like cyclone or aurora to him, like yo do how do i cancel i right click like this i put on quick cast like can i cancel my two is it slower cancel than e or with three i guess mm-hmm. and uh and i was like yeah i was really that's the shit i do live for with games like this but um oh no my macro is so bad like i had ideas like it's a very <laughs> similar to like killafina i didn't know like the first game they're telling me I could literally probably just win the game by myself. And I'm like, I didn't mm-hmm. know my damage at all. Like, I was like, I got the enhanced fire. I'm like, I could just go hit the Phoenix and do it. I was like fucking scared half the time. Like, mm-hmm. can I actually hit that? It's like killing me. I'm like looking at my HP bar. I can't really tell how low I am. I'm like, fuck. Good.
1: Yeah. You like, yeah. walk. you like cleared a wave under mid Phoenix when the Phoenix had just spawned and I, you had EFP, And I was like, dude, just auto walk, I'm going <laughs> to die. And, and you like thought about it. I can see the, the wheel sir. You're like, oh, no, I'm going to back up and play it yeah. safe. And, and I was like, oh. It's so close, you know, but it's not like that's just how it goes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure that 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 with a with a little bit more practice, you guys would have been absolutely slamming. But the other team played really well, too. Like I said, um, I, I think that it was pretty the, the level in general is pretty high when you were trying to choose what gods you wanted to play. Do you remember other ones? I mean, you played Nem, Merc and Gilgamesh in the tournament. What were some of the other junglers that you that you tried?
2: I liked- Erlang, Rav, and Osiris. I just like the auto guys that don't have to use a lot of skill shots. Because, like, when I was playing Fenrir, I couldn't hit his abilities for whatever reason. Like, I mm-hmm. was just trying to play it, and I would just miss his one, and his somehow his three. And I would, like, bite bat. I'm like, fuck this guy. I'm not playing him. And I tried him, and I was also... I was actually pretty nervous to play Mercury, because I was missing a lot of my shit, like, when I was playing it recently. I'm like, maybe I can hit it. But I knew how strong he was, just because, like, once you get the crit items, you, like, start one-shotting everybody. So I'm like... Mm-hmm if I can just hit the Alt and just get three <laughs> items, I can just left click and win.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And that was kind of, because my whole thing was like pick characters and just left click and win because I don't mm-hmm. really know that well. So like my whole plan was get high level, clear the clear the camps fast and get and left click and win hopefully on the characters. I don't know what the fuck's happening in the game. Mm-hmm. And that's what, like my whole, that's why I played Nam. I learned the auto attack cancels because I can try to 1v1 people. And then I played Merc because he was like one shotting. Then Gilg is kind of the same thing. You just press your R and just start whacking them. So it's kind of the same thing. Um, but yeah, that was my whole thought process, I guess.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that makes sense. I mean, you like, I was surprised that the, the Mercury pick more so than the NEM or the Gilgamesh pick, because NEM and Gilgamesh are kind of warrior-esque. They, they kind of play that solo lane diver role. And top lane in League is not the same as solo lane and Smite, where typically throughout the, the years of the pro meta, at least, it is pretty rare where you aren't playing a tank Initiator of some kind. It's pretty rare that you actually play a damage character in solo, though it's been more so recently. Um, But in league, there's been a lot of metas where you're not just playing, you know, Orn every game or something like that. You can actually play some of these like more assassin, hard carry, late game like characters, and so I guess it makes sense that you would feel pretty comfortable on those uh, on that style as well as just like the tank initiator. You know, something a little bit more. You know, no one's. Re- Fiora is like uh, her own type of split push animal, and we don't have re- we don't really have that archetype in Smite because the map's a little bit smaller, but still, uh, still a more damage oriented character. That I thought you might be playing Go-Go-Mesh like every game. It didn't surprise me that, that that was a god you went to.
2: Yeah, he was really fun. Yeah, honestly, I was just playing a bunch of guys, trying them or gods, and just seeing what felt good. I played Fender, and literally just like my intuition felt bad with this. So I'm like, I'm not gonna mm-hmm. play. it. And then I played like Nemesis. And I'm like. Yeah, I like the auto resets. It's like my type of style character. I'm like, I'm gonna perfect this and hopefully pull it out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of wish I didn't play Nemesis in uh the freaking group stage. Cause I think I could have pl- probably played it in finals. But yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't know how good the other teams are gonna be,
1: right? Yeah, like, that's why I, pick,
2: I just picked my I just picked my best to
0: hope. Yeah. Like, yeah.
2: yeah. Honestly, even the semifinal game, I was kind of worried, like, cause there was a bunch of league players too. I'm like, maybe they practiced and they were pretty good, but. I don't think they practice as much as me, so because <laughs> like there's a challenger player like Senchovi, like he's I play him in solo queue actually pretty often, and he he was pretty good. I like watched him play; he was like beating Sony and Lane in that game, but mm-hmm. like it just showed he didn't really practice the game much. Besides, like mm-hmm. he probably plays for like ten hours compared to like forty or so that I had.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, what uh was that the team that had the the Jin player Uh Taco did was that the team that yeah, had, Taco, I, yeah. Taco,
2: Taco yeah Taco and then I remember really right. How did uh, he do? Talk, uh, Taco was jungling. He was pretty good, too. But I think me and Stans were just better as a duo. So we were just getting leads and just taking camps together and getting XP lead off that, I think, most of that game.
1: Yeah, I was. Uh, I thought you worked really well. Um, it's just very clear when people have played in competitive team dynamics before. Um, yeah. I think it's a really good lesson to all the the Smite players out there who want to try and start putting teams together and scrimming and all that kind of stuff. Go listen and go, you know, you can go to slash Lolo, go watch his VOD. It's a really good example of how you don't need to be the world's best smite player to be a good communicator and to work well with your teammates. I thought that, that you and Sony played off each other really well on a lot of the team fights and like during the laning phase. And, you know, you, uh, I was surprised at how well you that that whole core of the team really worked together. And I listened to a couple of the other teams and it, it was. It was, the teams that were doing well were communicating pretty similarly. I mean, Bear, I don't. You said you were watching a little bit of those stream. Like those comms were, you know, a little frantic at times because yeah. they do really know <laughs> what's going on. A little, uh, a little, uh, a little, crazy, panicky. A little fun. You know, like that. Uh, it, I was, I was, I was buying in. You know what I mean? That's what
3: I was about. I mean, the energy was definitely there. It was really fun to listen to them like that level of. Comms where it's like we're fighting together but we don't really know what's happening it's like there's not really a plan <laughs> laid out but like we're here doing stuff together and like that kind of like ragtag communication just i don't know i feel like i'm going to say the same thing like eight, 80 times on this podcast like it just brings me back to like starting out a game and just grinding it like it's just that yeah that energy like you can't match that energy it's just so fun man
1: dude it was yeah. so funny sam i could tell that your brain was just like the communication part of your brain was just working so much faster than your (laughs) part of your brain, which makes total sense because like there was one fight in the final where you like go in and then you get out and then you hear Sony or someone saying like, I'm on Scylla, I'm on Scylla. You are like across the map at this (laughs) point and you go, I'm on Scylla because you're like looking
2: at her and you know yeah, to I did not really didn't know how to communicate either like the fights because like the <laughs> angle I'm like saying I'm here like it's mm-hmm. really common in League because I'm here like look at me look at me I'm here but you can't look at really like because yeah. you can just move your camera right? Right. Like my comms are like when I'm engaging as a top laner in League I'm like look at me look at me I'm here I'm here I'm here and I was saying that in the game because I'm just like I'm wired to I play League. Professionally for six years, I've been playing the game for twelve years. It's like that's that's like my actual brain, how I process things. And I'm just like in the game, like what the fuck do I even say? I don't know the damage. I don't know if I'm winning the fight. I was like reading my items, and I was walking back to like the fire. I'm like, this gives me a shield when I get low. I'm like, okay. I think this stuns or something. I'm like, holy fuck. And then I was just like, okay, I guess we fight. I don't know. It was kind of fun. I don't know. It was crazy. It was really fun though. I had a good time.
1: No, it it was it was an absolute blast to watch. I did want to ask you about the i mean you mentioned it there like the the differences between smite and league and and you know the camera movement and that kind of stuff from a high level you know obviously like you said you didn't really have a a great understanding of smite just watching aurora play and that kind of stuff but are were there any things that as you continued to play you were like oh okay this is something that i have to do a little bit differently than in league that is not just you know not knowing your damage yet or something like that
2: I think just dying faster, at least when I was playing jungle, I felt like I was getting fucking one-shot by like everything in the game. Like that one mm-hmm. game in the finals where I went on Zeus and just got popped, I'm like, yeah. really? That was. That felt so bad. I'm like, I'm I'm so fed and I can't carry this fight because I was like, I just maybe fucked up, but like maybe I could carry it if it's like a league game. I'm this far ahead. I like ulted in, can't kill the guy because he ages. That thing is sticking in my head. I'm like, I really couldn't kill him? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like that one fight in particular, but yeah, I guess just being squishier. And also, I guess, doing more damage, and, like, the snowball effect, too. Like, when I was mm. playing Merc, you get, like, really fed, and you're just left-clicking for, like, 500 crits. Maybe they're building wrong or something, but, I don't know, I just fucking do so much damage so fast. Like, once you get, like, I think it's, is it Deathblade? The crit item, like, IE. Deathbringer, yeah. Uh, Deathbringer, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was doing yeah. so much damage. Uh,
3: they weren't yeah. building wrong, that's just Merc. As a guy who's been punched yeah, thousands Mur- of times Mur- by Merc, that's just Merc. You just, he ults you, and you're, like... Do I want to beads the ult? and you don't bead's the ult, and you try to beads the throw and then he just beats you down the whole time? Yeah, that's That's just that character. Um can't yeah. really do much. And then that's also just kind of Zeus. Like if you go on Zeus without an Aegis, like he will literally two tap you with a two one three. Like there's no counterplay if you're like trying to kill him melee range. Which is just yeah. like smite in a nutshell, because you like you take a situation, you die in that situation, and you're like, okay, I'm never doing that again. Like. I'm never doing that again that felt so bad and it's just learning after scenario after scenario after scenario and just trying to take it all in
1: yeah it's interesting because those games did feel very bursty and we had an update very similar to the durability update that, that League of Legends did recently where everyone got a little bit tankier and it you know, removed a lot of little bits of damage from a lot of different items across the game and I would say that as someone who has played, I played a good amount of league this season. I've obviously played uh, an absolute ton of smite. I I don't that game; th- those games did feel really bursty in a way that I don't feel like th- it surprised me at times how, uh, how how bursty those games were. So mm-hmm. I wonder wh- I wonder why that was. I don't know because I'd say that overall, the the characters that kill you in league kill you really, really quickly. Like, you know, I'm thinking like LeBlanc, like Riven, you know, these characters that like, if they get on top of you and you don't have flash up, like you just don't have anywhere to go. But that 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 definitely did feel the way today. I think that it's just that one of the main differences that I've seen is like if like you said, if you're that Merc game and that's a league game, you're that far ahead. You get to you get to absolutely like one v three the game. Yeah, oh, so I'm thinking
2: like I'm like a talent or something. I go on a maze. Right. So he's just gonna get insta game no matter what. I guess he can zone his, but you can just like probably kill him and get out most cases if you're actually mm-hmm. on him. But no, I right. definitely agree. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, just like the late game team fights though too. Like ah, they're so close. I- I didn't know. I think like the item breakpoints. I was trying to learn that the most because with League, it's kind of similar. Like when you hit a certain item threshold, you can do like a, a certain objective, right? Like when you hit X item, you can burn X objective. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same, or like how strong you actually are. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, and also another thing, Fire Giant does so much more damage than Baron oh, okay. in League too. Because I would like start fire sometime. I'm like what the fuck? I'm dying, and then I have to leave, and I'm like one HP, and I can't even really tell my HP. and I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> if, the, if it was actually a Baron pull in League, we'd probably kill it there. And then there's no actual secure, so I'm like sweating the whole time when they're walking up. I'm like, are we even going to get this? I think the first game of the finals, I blinked in an auto-attacked fire to mm-hmm. steal it in one of the games. Yeah, and... you stole two, didn't you? Yeah. Did
1: you steal two fires, that's
2: it? Like, holy fuck. Yeah, I think on yeah, Giggle mesh I think I autoed it, too. I was just like trying to focus it down or some shit. I, don't, I was always, Dude, that, it was so much fun. Holy fuck. It was actually so much <laughs> fun. Like, I want to do it again, actually.
1: It was hey, so man. Fun that's uh that's what everyone's hoping for you know is for is for more people to to get get to get into smite and to and to keep on playing. I think it would be really interesting like I would have loved to just watch you practice and like watch you figure stuff out and you know figure out like hear your thoughts on what is different between each like I would love to hear to watch you play solo lane in smite and learn how different it is to to league and that kind of stuff i mean obviously I'm very biased in this instance but
0: that sounds yeah, like pretty yeah.
1: good content to me. I don't know, you know. It's a, it's an idea, I'm just saying.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think in the future I'll, I'm definitely going to play more. I think even my chats like are you going to stream more Smite? I really, like really enjoyed watching it, but I had way more fun than I thought I would cuz when I played it in beta, I was younger too and also I was like really really into League like I'm mm. still I still play the game so much League. I play like, Champions Queue every day, but like I was like Really, really, I was like the young kid, like fourteen. I was like really good at League, and I was like, "This is what mm-hmm. I want to do," kind of thing. And I didn't really want to learn a new game because I was already good at at League; like it was just it came natural to me. Right. um So yeah, I, I guess I definitely see myself in the future playing more Smite, though. Like these four days of just grinding it, twelve hours a day, basically, it's just like trying to learn everything about the game. It was so much fun. Like if I figured out a few more abilities and like how the game actually works, like late game and how to actually like secure fire and what my champions are, my god's strengths are, and stuff like that. I feel like I could actually be pretty good at the game.
3: Oh, yeah, 100%. I, like, I feel like you yeah. could easily, like, main jungle and solo from what I saw from your, like, jungle gameplay. Obviously, I don't think I got to see you play solo at all because I just watched you today. Um, but I feel like a lot of your solo mechanics and, like, how you macro and play would easily transfer over. And there's a lot of, like, TP plays as well, uh, for solo owners right now. And, I feel like your MOBA experience would transfer over so easily, and you could easily like hard carry your way to diamond at least, mm-hmm. like literally oh, in your easily. current state. Like,
1: oh yeah, you, yeah, easily. You and you and Sony, dude, you do duo queue. Like, you guys would run solo side of the map every single game. Mm-hmm. There's there's no doubt in my mind. Isaiah, our community manager, by the way, did just put in our podcast chat that they extended all the team drops through Friday. So you know, oh, that's, shit. there nice. you go. Oh, drops <laughs> drops in the chat. That's all we're saying. Um, I did want to ask you about, uh, how much, not even just about this, this tournament in particular, but the way Aurora is like so established in Smite and the way that he has innovated and set so many metas and that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, I've spent hours talking to him about how he thinks about the game. How much do you guys talk about like, like your specific MOBAs to each other in general? Because you, you kind of. Started this Janna roaming top meta a while ago in League where basically Lorla was taking Smite, which is Hog in League, um, and just running around and griefing the jungler, which is something that Aurora <laughs> did and started in like season six meta uh, and was really famous for doing it. And I wondered, I always wondered, like, did you guys talk about that and kind of come to this, the, did
2: you Did you draw some inspiration from it at all? i wish we talked more about honestly i haven't talked to him that much recently about like our our different games and i wish i would do do it more honestly because i think there are a lot of similarities that we don't like talk about i could learn a lot about the game from him and also f- him from me but um no honestly the jana thing was just so random that one day like someone in my chat like like yo play jana top the guy in eus is like really high doing this i'm like fuck it i'll try it and then i played a level like game one of it and i like flashed over the red ball uh, red wall and stole the red buff i'm mm-hmm. like fuck yeah this thing's so broken <laughs> and then i just started playing it over and over and i lost like there's like an lp system in the league for people that don't know and i lost like 300 lp just spamming it because people were actually griefing me like i would pick it and they would just like run to my lane as well and just like follow me around the whole game because like you're not playing for real you're trolling you're uh... not playing the game to win but then like a week later i still played it and then i got back to challenger playing it and then people were in lcs because it was really broken actually it was like a viable strategy and then someone played an lcs uh like a week after that, when the season started in spring and they won with it. And I was like, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> it
0: ben, so it,
1: does it surprise you at all that the Jackson no, have no, two players no. that absolutely <laughs> love to grief a jungler in their in their family? Does that surprise you? Either?
3: Absolutely not. Aurora has grieved me so many times. Running at me, <laughs> spam taunting me, stopping my backs, literally chasing me from tier one to tier two tower, still stopping my backs. Like, that that literally doesn't surprise me at all. It has to run in the family somewhere. <laughs>
0: uh, has, to. <laughs> has to.
1: What what, what games do you, does your third brother play, and how does he grief his opponents <laughs> in that one? Because he's uh, got to be. There's no way he doesn't.
2: I don't know what he plays actually. Like recently, I think he's been playing. I was having to play Smite with me a little bit, and he's he played with me like the first day I was playing. And he's just calling me bad the whole time. Like, yep, I know, I'm really bad. <laughs> I was just so shit. and I'm like just watch me in the tournament. be 10 times better than when you saw me when we played together. And he's like, like, yeah, you're playing better, but play more aggressive. He's like trying to coach me in the game as well. Like, okay, my bad. I don't know the damage. (laughs) I don't know what the hell to do. But it's really funny. That is funny.
1: Yeah. uh, A a famous thing that Aurora said to me once way back in the day, I think this was like season three. So six years ago was he wants to just be, his goal is to just be as annoying as humanly possible to the enemy team. Every time a pro player says to him, you are my least favorite player to play against, he knows that he's done his job well. Uh, <laughs> and just like viewing his game through that lens through the years has made a lot of sense because the way he picks and the way he plays is all in the name of how can I be as frustrating as humanly possible to them. And uh, I mean, he's made a good career out of it. The man got a, he got a ring from it. There's no doubt.
2: That's the beauty to it, honestly. It's the compliment within itself, for sure. He loves that shit. <laughs> yeah. it, he's it, definitely. it is. Uh,
3: He's the best at doing it by far. As someone who scrimmed <laughs> against him several times over the years. Hundreds of times yeah, over even the years.
2: When we played WoW together too, it's like he always is just trying to innovate and make things so much of that. We used to play WoW so much together. We play a bit nowadays, but not as much as we used to. But mm-hmm. he was always that same guy in WoW as well when we played it. I do want to...
1: I have a question about Champions Queue because I know you were involved in that. But I do uh, have to make a quick little detour to tell our lovely fans about a great product called factor meals look guys it's after 11 p.m normally i come up with some weird like transition i don't have it in me dude i work (laughs) today and it's like almost midnight so get over it you losers uh as the weather gets warmer factor can help you spend less time at home in the kitchen and more time enjoying the springtime with no cooking grocery shopping or dishes dude it was such a nice day here today this is not part of the ad um it was such a nice day here today And I'm visiting Pittsburgh uh, to visit our families. Mm -hmm. And I forgot what it's like for it to not be a million degrees all the time, Barra. Did you know that it doesn't have to be 95 all the time like it is in Georgia? Did you know that?
3: No, I actually didn't know that considering I think this last week I scrimmed in 87 degree weather and uh, that was not fun. So
1: like inside, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, inside.
3: Yeah. Well, it's not broken. It's just the heat here is so strong that the AC doesn't know what to do. But HVAC guy Uh coming this Wednesday, so hopefully you know he can tell me that my system's either working perfectly and Georgia weather is just unbeatable, Mm -hmm. or something's wrong and I have to pay a lot of money because that's going to be fun. Either way, well uh, (laughs) Barry, yeah,
1: if you have to pay a lot of money, then I know where you can get your lunches, and it's from Factor, of course. There's my there's my clean transition. Clean. Look, it's gonna well you get to eat clean (laughs) 24/7. Thank you Barry, with fresh never frozen prepared meals that are so delicious you wouldn't believe they're actually good for you. Plus, you get to feel good for summer. You get to choose from factors, calorie smart, and keto options with built-in portion control as a great tool to help you get fit for the summer. So, all you've got to do is head to go.factor75.com slash backliners120 and use code backliners120 to get $120 off. That's back- code backliners120 at go.factor75.com slash backliners120. For $120 off, not trolling. Factor Meals go hard. They are the best. They are really easy. You don't have to clean up. You literally just microwave them. But it's not like, holy crap, I'm microwaving this piece of garbage. It's not a lean cuisine <laughs> trash pile. Uh, it's it's delicious, and it's good for you. And uh, it's almost midnight, so that's my ad read. Um, hopefully that was good enough.
3: Yeah, also, uh, as someone who like, I'm obviously eating vegan now and they also have vegan options yeah. for me and if i can go downstairs and throw something in the microwave heat up for two minutes and have a delicious and healthy meal trust me i'm going to do that every single time very 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 highly rated by me and Agro. saved us a lot of yeah. times prepping the meals and yeah huge fan love going
1: right After. now
2: thank you guys Let's go. <laughs> Thank you. for Loro. It's good enough for you. Go.
1: Factor slash backliners one twenty. It's the best way to support the show. Okay, Lorlo. Yeah. So it's champions queue for Smite fans who might not are who might not be familiar. League of Legends recently started a private server in North America where uh, only the only pro players and semi pro players, what would be our SPL and SCC level players, are able to get in and play on. Uh, really high quality, low ping servers where matchmaking is done through a separate tool, not done in game. You kind of like queue up through a Discord or something like that is my uh, is my interpretation. And they give you a match. And then there's a lot of incentive to try hard because there's a lot of money in the prizing and a leaderboard and all that kind of stuff. But Lourlo, I mean, the, the LCS and, and all those players were really excited when it first launched. I know I was watching a ton of Champions queue right off the rip. Um, but by the end of the first phase of champions Q, it didn't seem to be nearly as popular. Um, I know the smite, you know, the smite community was obviously paying attention and said that, Oh man, you know, how great would it be for, for us to be able to do something like that for our pros and basically sponsor these high level in houses. What do you think, uh, were some lessons that were taken away on the player end as to how, players can continue to buy in and and queue up more regularly
2: yeah i think the the first split started dying off because it was end of season and then also the mmr system was kind of like jacked up like it was like plus 10 minus five when you win a game you get plus 10 and you lose game minus five and then the incentive for that is if you played more games Mm -hmm. you'd probably just be higher lp Mm -hmm. um if you're like have a even like a 51 percent win rate kind of thing um but the new split um or the new season this summer they're added uh a new MMR system which is like way more just like I guess correlated if you're doing well or doing bad and like the win loss is way more I guess represented for that mm. um but I guess the biggest thing is just it all comes down to the players I think still I think if your motivation is there and you want to be the best in your role and you want to compete you're going to put time and do that um yeah and there was just some players in the LCS that would just like just play their scrims and kind of just clock out kind of thing maybe play solo mm. queue maybe not want to practice maybe not want to show their comms um there's definitely a few different reasons for players not participating um like maybe they want to hide a pick maybe they don't want to show how they speak maybe they want to like yeah just not just show themselves off to a lot of people that are watching so like because a lot of people do watch league especially even those championship games so if you have like a bad rep it could hurt like your brand or your mm-hmm. chance of like starting lcs i know probably some of those players are definitely thinking about that sure. even if it is like i as a competitor i think that's a wrong way to think about it I think you should just keep putting yourself out there in situations and just keep grinding, and if you fuck up, you fuck up. At least you learn from it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I think this, this split in general has definitely got a way more traction, and there's been yeah, pretty good participation. I would hope there's more in the future. I don't know if it's like the so, like, s- s- like saving grace for NA. I think it kind of is I hope it is I hope people keep playing on it but at the same time there are a bunch of like amateur players and even like academy players that are on higher paying because they're not based in California so it is harder for them to actually like access a server and not be like lagging or having mm-hmm. like fair competitive i guess edge to each competition or mm-hmm. each match um but yeah that's kind of the gist of it I just hope it does I'm kind of rambling for a bit but I just hope it does end up being like the main staple because SoloQ is just really a headache most of the time when it comes to like NA league because the people are like either one tricks or they're kind of just griefing you and giving up and just it's just fuck but even at like that's
3: not it even like the top level like people are still doing that stuff
2: yeah there's a lot of one tricks and stuff that do grief and wow. there's a lot of like I, it's like it depends there's a lot of people like when it comes to like I guess mechanics in the games be like high level like mechanically people are playing pretty okay I would say hmm but when it comes to, like, anything outside of just, like, 1v1s or just, like, actual, like, any macro sense, it's pretty garbage, unless you're, like, literally top 20. Like, actually, and, like, the thing is, a lot of people are not even queuing up solo queue as pro players at this point, too, like, because they just don't want to get griefed. Like, there's, like, probably only, like, 15 pro players at the top of the ladder when it should be a lot, lot more, I would say.
1: Mm. Yeah, what, um, you said one thing there that, that was really interesting to me, which was pro players might not want to show how they speak or like leak their comms how how important do you think that is as a competitor do you think that you could learn something about how to beat a team just by hearing how one player communicates with his team
2: i think there's definitely a competitive edge to it all like if you are laning with someone and you kind of know their tendencies and like if you're really trying to like be analytical and just like dive deep with it you definitely as a top competitor you'll definitely figure out like tendencies of the player too even if it's a very small margin um and just like what comfort picks like if you're in like a draft situation because there's a draft phase too you're like oh this guy likes this champion because uh, he's not confident in an ex-champion instead
3: mm-hmm.
1: you'll kind of
2: like feel that out in like the how the, how they're talking how the person is acting and then if you verse them like LCS you can maybe like ban an ex-champion so I think there is small, small windows yeah. for that to be like a problem mm. and honestly it's kind of just like everyone kind of has to buy into just making the region better as a whole kind of thing instead of mm. It's kind of like if the region wants to grow and be competitors at Worlds, because NA's been lacking at Worlds and LCS for freaking years on years and years, maybe like five plus years now. Like maybe one time we got a semis, but we usually just fall short every single time. And like the whole goal of it is just to make the region better. And like for the newer players that are like coming up from the amateur scene, even academy scene, like have a chance to like prove themselves to like the top players and really like give themselves like a shot to showcase like the talent they do have and the like the work they've been putting in. Um, but yeah, I think there is like leading back to it, there's a lot of I guess areas where it can be improved. But at the same time, it's like there's got always got to be some like type of sacrifice as well. Yeah, that's interesting,
1: Bear, I mean, I, I was going to ask you about how you think a champion's Q style thing would do in Smite, but I want to start with what we were just talking about there. I I, I mean, I, I definitely it does not surprise me, and and I'm definitely on board with you know hearing how a player talks can can teach you a lot about them but i didn't really view it in you know i'm coming from much more of a caster perspective i haven't played competitively in in a long long time um but do you do you view that the exact same way that you feel like you can get an edge on someone just based on hearing how they speak in a in a ranked game or something like that
2: I think it's slight. It's definitely not like the whole... Right, game. yeah, no, you're not You're yeah, not crushing I, I, them because you heard the Yeah, words. I, I yeah. think it, there definitely is an edge if you think about it the right way as well. Um, sure. It's just like playing versus... them. Even in playing versus them in a certain lane, like if I'm playing versus X guy in Champions Q, I'm kind of going to know how he's going to play the matchup over and over. Like I play the same guy like five times. Even LCS too, like I would kind of know how he would pressure me, like what I can look for in the game. It's just kind of all leads back to that, and like what things I can like give or take from each situation, each player. Mm. Um... So it's just all, you're kind of like sacrificing your own talent in a way sometimes to like better mm. the region. It's like, and also like mm. hopefully better yourself if you're practicing the right things. Cause like, maybe you're, you're showing, showcasing things you maybe don't want to showcase in Champions Q or even in solo queue too. But at the end of the day, it's like your own improvement. It should be like, you're investing in you. And then if someone happens to gain something from it, it is what it is. That's kind of how it goes in competition. Cause mm-hmm. like, if you do it in LCS too, like maybe you might lose a game or two in LCS if they pick it up faster, but that's like the fine line with it all like maybe i sacrifice this to learn x champion or like showcase that i can play this or maybe i just 1v1 one of my like academy teammates because i don't want to show a certain matchup and just hide this for a stage game and just play a different champion maybe you can even bluff them too like play random shit in champions, scheme like you go to lcs they're not gonna play anything it's like right. it goes both it's all one big mind game or like Del- if you take it the right way and you practice the right way you can get an advantage on both sides a lot of that
3: happens in Smite, too, with, like, yep. what we decide to stream, like, what we want to play um, off-stream. Like, if, if if someone's a big streamer and you see them playing off-stream before S- an SPL match, you literally know what they're going to play in SPL. Like, it's mm-hmm. so blatantly obvious. And for the communication thing as well, like, that is 100% true because based off of, uh, I don't know if you know Lorlo, but um, Leviathan's won Worlds this past year, and there was a big documentary put out on their communication at Worlds and i feel like my communication about that team got so much better and then i also picked up a lot of communication tidbits from the way they talked the way they discussed team fights like i feel like everything from me got so much better so what you were saying about like improving a region's 100% true off of just the little bit of knowledge i got from that world and for hmm. um agro's champion's queue earlier i think people would love it in the beginning but i think it would run into issues with people's like not like starting fights with each other but either like getting annoyed with each other or as Lordo stated like holding things back like picks like you don't want to show or like say you scrimmed with a pick and you want to play it in ranked, and so you'd probably prefer to smurf that instead of showing it in like a bigger match or like a huge lobby of people that most likely everyone's streaming that game everyone's very competitive and then for communication as well like, just the way people set up, like, a fire giant fight or a gold fury bait or, like, waiting on the corner. Like, if you hear, like, say, Aurora, like, say, I want to wait on this corner three times, or I love warding, or I love sentry warding, like, this certain mid spot, that's most likely transferring directly from SPL. Like, and he will do hey, that come in on, SPL. Man.
1: You think Aurora's going to drop the man, I really like sentrying mid harpies in no, this. Spot no, at three minutes,
3: 45 seconds
1: yeah. every yeah. single game. And you're like, I'm writing that down. I like, mean, that.
3: I mean, we know teams that (laughs) love to sentry certain spots. And, Uh like, that kind of information, just, you hold on to that for so long. And I I feel like I'm also, like, learning a lot from, like, as Laurel said earlier, like, if you lane against someone, like, I literally know what PCAT or, like, most ADCs are going to do in most matchups by now. Like, you literally Mm -hmm. just learn their tendencies. You learn exactly how they want to play the lane, how they want to play the matchup. and it's like just, I could do it like my eyes closed at this point.
1: Yeah, I wonder how much of it also is that in League, the the organization structure is so fleshed out, and teams are not scrimming against one another very often, mm-hmm. if at all, right? In, in LCS, it's, you're scrimming against your academy team, and so you actually can keep these types of picks and strategies much more in-house, where Bear, I mean, you guys are scrimming against the team you're going to play four weeks from now, or three yep. weeks from now, um, week in and week out. And so I imagine that it, it changes a lot. And that has changed throughout the years in Smite. There, you know, scrim partners used to be a really big thing, where you just kind of accepted, like, yeah, this other team is going to know what we're doing, but at least we can keep what we think is good between these two teams, and if it ends up being us two when it comes down to worlds or semifinals or whatever it is, and so be it. But um you can keep those strategies a little bit more insular. I imagine that being able to scrim internally only uh, is is a pretty big deal for that kind of stuff.
2: There's, there's like some cases where lCS honestly, how it usually works is like the top LCS team probably like the top four, have like pretty stacked academy teams so they can just get in-house scrims. And then I would say the bottom five, bottom six LCS teams that are expected kind of to like do poorly or have like worse results are kind of just like fishing for scrims between each other if they don't want to scrim their academy team. Mm-hmm. Um, that's usually how it goes. But yeah, that's why the the top teams can just show so many new things to an LCS even because they're usually just scrimming internally and just like I, I think TL, like cloud Nine, Hundred Thieves. Um. Even cloud. I. Uh, they say cloud nine twice. Uh, there's. Eg. Eg. Mm-hmm. Have like pretty pretty stacked academy rosters too. So like a lot of the time they are screaming academy. It just depends, I guess, if their schedules do line up because I know there's like a little bit of a mix up between academy LCS schedule too. So there might be a situation where they have to scrim like another top team.
3: How serious mm-hmm.
2: is like academy and league? Um. I was playing academy for about three years or two years recently, and it. The scrim environment is kind of meh. I have not had a good time <laughs> in it. Like, playing, like, there was... Basically, if I didn't elevate, like, the intensity for the scrim environment, it never felt like there was that much care to it. Maybe it's mm. been changing recently. Um, sometimes it was good, sometimes it was bad, but, like, nothing compared to, like, the actual, like, intensity of LCS environment of, like, really... Try harding and being focused on like certain objectives and goals every single day. Like there was still that in academy, but it always felt like a little bit, I guess, just lackluster. Yeah. And right, it's just because so- like, not as many eyes watching the games too, so it doesn't. It's not as important, I guess. And just like, even though like it's a dumb way to think about it, it's just like that's kind of the vibe it got. And mm-hmm. it sucks because I was really trying in academy, like making my team try to like work really hard too. Like my last, I played academy last year um in summer and our team was i would say like not expected to do very well we almost ran the whole tournament all the way up we made like i think top four top six i think and we were probably we were like literally ended ninth in academy and we ran it up all the way and almost won uh the whole like because like a proving ground tournament at the end we almost won the whole thing so it's 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 fun it's just it's i don't know there's also bad to it yeah a little scuff i uh, got you
1: yeah i wonder if- I would be very interested to to have you like watch some s p l scrims and be in the in the comms and and to hear your comparisons between that and Smite because it's just the the competitive scene for league is so fleshed out and there's so much money in the system and all that kind of stuff that you can afford to have these big teams and as you said, like a bunch of eyes on the games and I always wonder like what how coaching differs in smite compared to league of legends and what these coaching staffs are really uh focused on in a in a team environment like that but you know that's that's a conversation for for mostly another time but could you give us like a quick rundown of like what a coaching you know when you're on an lcs team what are the supporting cast members of the organization like doing in order to to help advance the team
2: it really depends on the team. Um, honestly. There's like some really heavy, I guess, like player ran teams and they make most of the decisions around the, the picks they do have. Um at the same time though, there are like usually how it goes is like you have your your picks in the meta that you'd want to practice, like say X team, you have like four or five picks and you kinda make team comps based off that. And then the the coaches are gonna like try to fine tune and just like draft first picks and just really try to fine tune the draft to like just balance like same thing with Smite, just like make sure the draft is best suitable for you. Um hmm. for your team what you've been practicing. Like usually you practice like two to three comps during the week, maybe two maybe one or two. And yeah, if you're like a there's like a positional coach sometimes, depending on the team, there's a season coach, head coach. Um but yeah, some of it's mental, some of it's just like actually the draft, the gameplay, like going through review, like trying to maximize basically anything in the game, like your laning phase, um or just team fights in general. But it really does depend. I think in, for the most part, though, it would either be like player ran or a coaching coaching staff really like taking hold of the draft and like really like laying it down for each individual player.
1: Really interesting, Barra, What uh, what would your ADC positional coach tell you? What would what would they complain about to you all the time about your game?
3: Uh, they would definitely say that I need to rotate more because I'm a little greedy boy and just love to stay <laughs> in my lane and farm and like. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure like Lorlo knows, but like as a side laner, like anytime there's a fight in mid, you're it's like a 50 50 rotation. Like, do I want to rotate to this? Do I want to push the wave? Like, I can get neutrals here, or I can like set out deep boards and instead, like, rotating is like even if your team's like, oh, this is a good fight, good fight, good fight, it can always turn around. And like, if I rotate, I miss so much farm, and then like my pacing, like my farm route's also like jacked up and not the best. Mm-hmm. um probably that and then also probably 1v1s because i've never been the biggest 1v1 player or like soloing their adc player probably mm-hmm. that i would say those two things
1: all right well there you go you just adc positional coach yourself
3: i mind game yeah. you and your game pat myself on the back. up though
1: <laughs> <laughs> who needs mask bro he's out of a job he's right. pissing me for saying that that's really funny. Um, all right, we, let's let's get to wrap it up because mm-hmm. Lorlo played like a ton of smite today, and it is literally approaching midnight here on the East Coast. But <laughs> with each episode, Lorlo, we end with a random question because what we really like to do is talk about things that are just completely random and have nothing to do with anything. Um, so this week's random question uh, is going to be from Red Buff Bandits List, who tweeted this at us a while ago. Who what is your favorite donut? And, why, and what are some donut mm. choices that totally suck? And I'm going to start because I have a very strong opinion about this. As I oh, do about
3: that's it. That's a shocker.
1: Yeah, that's a shocker. Cream-filled donuts are an abomination. And they shouldn't exist. Wow. There's no point. Part of the donut being so good <laughs> is that it's light and airy. And when you, when you <laughs> stuff it full of, like, Boston cream... You're, you're completely losing the whole point of the donut. Here's the best donut, okay? It's really simple. You put a little bit of icing on the top, and you put some sprinkles on it because sprinkles make you happy. And then you're done. That's all you've got to do. And don't give me this, like, cake donut crap, okay? If I wanted a cake, I would get a fucking cake. Whoa! I just want a donut, okay? Oh, it's, it's after menu. hours. I'm, I'm Sorry. To, yeah. yeah, it's after, after hours. hours. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, FCC lets you say whatever you want. <laughs> I, I don't want a cake, okay? I want a donut. Give me a freaking
3: donut. I hate cake donuts. That's my, that's my take. There
1: you good go. Good lord. Uh, Vera, what, give me
3: yours. Yeah, I'll go next. Uh, by far, top tier is chocolate ice with sprinkles. And Great second is a vanilla ice with sprinkles. I just that's love sprinkles, I found. As a 31-year-old man, I absolutely just <laughs> put sprinkles on all of my donuts. And uh, honestly, regular chocolate ice is good. Also, plain donuts... I think are a little plain donuts need to be really good to be considered in the mm. conversation in my opinion. I feel like sometimes plain donuts are just like lackluster. If it about, like Are
1: you saying glazed donuts or like Yeah, actually... glazed, sorry. Glazed. Okay, glazed.
3: Not like plain like nothing on them. Um okay. yeah, glazed yeah. donuts. Sometimes they're just like lackluster compared to other donuts and mm-hmm. I will say I completely agree with you but to a lesser severe take. I don't like cream-filled donuts. Be
1: true to yourself, Baron. I am. So scared, no. man.
3: Bro, I'm not gonna like throw a Tell <laughs> how it is, you coward. I'm not gonna throw a cream-filled donut on the ground. Like, I'll eat it. I will. And I'll enjoy it. But cake donuts are definitely bottom tier. Like cake donuts have to be made extremely Fresh. well. And a lot of them that I've had are just like really dry. They're like sawdust. And that is yeah, just terrible. terrible. And I, I, I have had a few good cake donuts. Don't get me wrong; they are good if made well. But I'll like ninety percent of the cake donuts I've had are just trash. Yeah,
1: they aren't good. Laura, don't we're gonna be like sitting here talking about how we right. cream filled donuts <laughs> and cake donuts and I, I actually, be like, uh, I Guys, actually, I really like. Them. I don't like, I like cream filled, it. but I
2: do like the blueberry. I don't know if it's cake one. I think it is cake. The blueberry ones. I like those ones. Mm. Okay, and blueberries. Donuts,
1: uh, yeah, but but wouldn't you rather just have like a blueberry muffin? Like oh, a no. cake donut doesn't feel like the right <laughs> vehicle. <for laughs>
2: Okay, if I, Blueberry, I still like it, but also I do like, uh, what's the other one? The fuck, the long, the long boy ones. Those oh, are really good. It's just standard the long, long boy ones. I don't know what they're called, standard but I know what you're long. talking about. Long John? long John? I think they're called Long John or something. Let me see. Oh, Wait, the flat on. ones?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah those are like, Long Johns.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, the Long Johns. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Bro, what are these? These have to be filled with cream, right? <laughs> What are no,
2: these? No, they're not cream, non-cream, just standard. Oh,
3: oh,
1: okay. These look good. I've never had one of these. Is this like a? Is this not in the north? Is this not a northeastern thing? I don't know. That's where I grew up. Was in the northeast. Maybe I'm not.
3: Are know. they
1: like where? Are they? Are they, You've had Midwest? these, Vera. They're in Georgia.
3: Wait, Long Johns.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Why have I never? Seen, I love donuts, you guys. Donuts are a top tier snack, like you know, mm-hmm. guilty pleasure thing for the morning. Like, if I had a choice between a donut, a bagel in a muffin, I will have a dozen donuts before I touch a bagel or a muffin. Like, wow. I love donuts. I love them.
3: I love donuts, but, but I get sick of them after, like, three. I think I
1: like muffins more.
3: I think
2: like muffins more. Muffins
1: are good, and they don't make me feel as bad about myself, <laughs> but donuts are just really good, man. They're just really good. I started saying, uh, it, like, one thing that my wife and I have been joking about a lot recently is you know, serving sizes are just, like, completely not a thing, right? Like, no one ever gets a serving size right mm-hmm. on anything. And <laughs> it made me think of it because you said Long John. Long John Silver's is, like, the the world's worst fast food restaurant that I completely love with all of my heart. Um, and it's the secret, by the way. It's, a it's like, a fish th- place. Don't get the fish at Long John Silver's, you guys. You're going to die. Get the chicken. <laughs> the chicken at Long John Silver's, actually S tier, not trolling. But... We, we. My wife was passing one because there's like one in all of Georgia, and I was like, just get the family meal because I'm I've I've had a rough day and I just want to stuff my face with Long John Silver's. And she's like, dude, it says it feeds four to six, and I was like, yeah, holy shit, four to six happy people or one to two (laughs) sad people. (laughs) I think that's all they should put serving sizes. If you've had a bad enough day, Mm -hmm. then it's just like this this half a dozen donuts is now serving two people that have had bad days instead of like four people that have had normal days
3: yeah i completely agree with you like the family size lasagna meals it's like it serves your whole family or me like
1: yeah or you if you uh forgot to eat since like you woke
3: up yep i completely agree or like on the back of like a chip bag it'll be like 13 servings and that's yeah, just completely wrong. wrong. No one is eating 13 different servings of a chip bag, especially like if you're in front of a TV, like you're knocking that chip bag out in one sitting. Like that's just yeah. what it is.
1: 13 seconds for me to inhale this bag more <laughs> like instead of 13 servings. All right. Thanks everybody for watching. Lorlo, thanks so much for coming on, man. It was an absolute yeah, thank blast you having you. Uh, if you guys want to watch Lorlo's stream when hopefully he plays a little bit more Smite or you want to learn a little bit about League of legends, it's twist.tv slash Lorlo L O U R L O. Um, And you can also give him a follow on Twitter in that exact same spot. Top tier content creator. I watch him like literally all the time. Big recommend. Uh, We'll be back next week. Is next week right around the 4th of July. So we might have a scheduling Mm -hmm. change because we normally do this on Mondays, 4th of July, all that kind of stuff. But mid-season patch notes are next week and no one is panicking about it, especially not me. So don't worry (laughs) about me. I'm definitely not panicking at all. Uh, but I'm super excited to, to show you guys what we've been working on on the dev side and all that kind of stuff so make sure you tune in and then uh, check out Factor that was our sponsor for this week's episode go.factor. uh, go.factor75.com backliners120 I should have not done that from memory but we got there uh, again hook it up our sponsors the best way to support the show and big thanks to Prediction check out all their shows on their network and all that kind of stuff okay it's after midnight let's close this freaking thing. Bera you well know what to do.
3: Bye